Please be advised, the Kind of Movie Critics podcast may contain spoilers. This includes most of the movies you're going to want to see. This shit also contains profanity, so there's that. Enjoy. Yo, yo, it's Treasy. It's Martin and Mailman. And I'm Young Lazy. We're the Kind of Movie Critics podcast. Um, I, I don't know, man. I don't know when the last time I, I was even on the microphone. I can't remember or recall. So, it's been a minute. So I'm a, I'm a little rusty on the podcast front altogether. Thank y'all for holding it down. What was the last episode y- y'all did? Swarm, like 12 oh, months yeah. ago. Swarm. Oh, yeah. I, I finally watched Swarm, too. It was pretty decent. I enjoyed it. So you listened to our episode before you watched it? I think I listened to y'all before I watched it. Yeah, I think listening to y'all made me want to watch it. Did you laugh? Oh, yeah. I laughed a, a, a lot of parts that I probably shouldn't have laughed at. Um, uh, I, uh, you know, I appreciate Dominique Fish- Fishback as an actress, man. I really like her. I think she has a lot of room to grow, but I, 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 mm. I like what she's doing and so, you know, somewhat the roles that she picks and the way she, she portrays them. You know what I mean? Like, I can't wait till she gets a little bit more seasoned and more experienced and we see more range from her, but I, I'm excited about her career. So. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I just wanted to pick like good stuff because I know she just did Transformers, and I think that kind of bombed a little bit. Oh, did it bomb? I mean, did it? it well, bombed I don't know in the if box it bombed. Office, but... I think it made money, but I don't know. It just seems like a weird choice. But I mean, I get it. Like, get the bag, you know. Well, yeah. I, well, it seemed like they kind of stepped outside of the box altogether because yeah. I mean, Stephen Cable Junior. Ramos, think, yeah, yeah, he directed it, and you know, he's you know, young black filmmaker man did Creed too. Um, so it seemed like he kind of put a lot of like, uh, you know, he put a lot of us in it, you know what I mean? Right. In the casting. So, uh, so I think that maybe that, that, that may be different from, you know, fans of Transformers for whatever reason, you know, just, you know how it is, man. When we get into a certain space, certain people feel like we maybe shouldn't be in it or they don't patronize it because. They feel like we shouldn't, you know, whatever. I don't know how that goes, but uh, it seems like he put more of us in it. So if it bombed in the box office, I would imagine that that's the reason. Um, cause, I mean, in the midst of the culture wars, I could see people going like, oh, now Transformers has to be inclusive too. Yeah, it happens all the time for everything. Mm-hmm. It happens I all the time. I think people just want to, it, it's just like diminishing returns. Because I think I was off of Transformers after like the third movie. I think I saw it in 3D and I felt sick and I was just like, I'm, I'm never watching another one of these movies. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even though I heard Bumblebee is good, I still just won't check out any of them. Mm. I haven't either. I mean, we need Corey for Transformers. That's his shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I do want to see it though, just to support for sure. I like that Toby. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Toby Ingwe. Ingwe. I don't know how to pronounce his oh. last name. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. From yeah. Houston. Uh, how you pronounce his last name? I don't know. Oh, no okay. Clue. You kind of laugh Afri- like I'm an African American. <laughs> oh, okay. You you laugh you laugh like I like I was pronouncing it wrong, like you knew something. I think you did, but I don't know how to do it any better. So mm-hmm. I'm not even going like hold you. I'm good. I appreciate that. Where have you been, Treasy? Couldn't tell you, man. On a day to day basis, I couldn't <laughs> tell you. My memory is getting worse, and I just couldn't tell you where I was last week. And that's just the honest God truth. I just know that, like, I look up and you're doing cool shit, and I miss doing this. Martin, you're great. Thank you for holding it down. <laughs> no problem. But we have, we definitely have missed you. 
Um, Because you edit this shit. And that, uh, you have to have time to do that. Yeah, <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, nothing happens. And I appreciate you for not calling me worse than when I be texting the shit out of you. So. Oh, you good, man. You good. I do. I try to do it like lovingly. Yeah. <laughs> but that's necessary, though, because I, I, I do get distracted from moment to moment. So You're busy. Yeah, I wish, you know, wish I can cut back on that or at least up the money. I wish the money reflected how busy I was. Let me put it like that. You know how that goes. Yeah. But, I do. Um, so we decided because I'm like behind on everything. We just decided to talk about what we've all been watching in our Q episode, which usually seems to go over pretty well. And hopefully we're, we give people some ideas of some things to watch. So, um, yeah, man, where, where do we start in this conversation? Do you want to start with the oldest thing or the, I mean, I'd say we start somewhere new. Um, Okay. I feel like the biggest um, thing that come, came out last couple weeks is uh, Spider-Man in, Across the Spider-Verse. Um, mm. Me and Lizzie both saw it. Did you take your daughter? Yeah, I, I took her. Oh, she yeah. was very pissed at the ending. Did you see oh, yeah. it, Creepy? I took my nephew. Nah. He was super pissed at the ending, too. Oh, the That's ending? What, what, what happened with the ending? I mean, well... It's no, a, no, no. It's a cliffhanger. It's a cliffhanger. <laughs> oh, it's a cliffhanger. Okay. So it well, didn't you, have an ending. They, they hit us yeah. with the... Uh, Empire Strikes us. Back. Mm-hmm. To be continued. Yeah. I knew that was going to happen. Just like, uh, like the, yeah. you know, the last like five, 10 minutes. I looked at my daughter and I was like, you know, this is not going to end. Right. And she was like, yes, it is. They're going to give us an ending. I was like, oh, uh-uh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's a, yeah. there's a whole sequence where two people are in the same place at the same time, but they don't see each other. And I was uh-huh. like, oh, I figured out what was happening, obviously. But I was like, yo, we're like, they're not about, to, this is not the end of the, the, the story. My daughter was like, meh. She was like, I'm so mad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, yeah, everybody in the theater was mad. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I kind of figured it out. I mean, I could have sat there another 30 minutes for the conclusion. Too. Like, it was, it was really good. Like, it didn't feel like two and a half hours at all. So the other thing is, like, I notoriously, like, if you tell me to watch something animated, like, I've graduated from that. My child just turned 16. Like, great. Shout out to her. But, like, I am not trying to sit through a cartoon. Like, shout out to you. My homie Matt is also Star Wars Nation like us. And he's like, you need to watch Rebels. And I'm like, you need to get the fuck out of here. That's not going to happen. So, so, um only for Miles Morales is my showing up for an animated feature. And you forget that that's what it is. Like five yeah. minutes in, it doesn't feel like you're watching a cartoon anymore. Really? Yeah. It doesn't. Uh, I, I would say, I, I would say the opposite. I would say it very much like if you love animation, you can see like the work that they put in is even like the first like sequence. The uh, It starts off with, um I don't think it's a spoiler to say it starts off with Gwen and, tells a little bit of her backstory mm-hmm. for a little bit, but they do a lot as far as like mashing together different types of animation styles. So if if you're a fan of like especially the first film and like what it did as far as like inspiring animation in other movies like Puss in Boots and other animated movies, then like this this movie will like blow your mind. Like I, I, I really don't think I'm gonna see a movie better than Spider Man across the Spider Verse this year, maybe in a couple years, honestly. Oh wow. 
Nah, yeah. it was good. So when I say I, I forget that I'm watching a cartoon, it's not because I don't have an appreciation for the animation because Martin is right. They did a lot that's like super impressive with mm-hmm. like frame rate changes and just um, different artistic styles as far as like the comic book characters like being drawn in their original style how they would have appeared in the comic and because they're from different iterations of spider-man they don't look the same right so the animation style is not the same depending on which spider-man you're looking at so like that kind of stuff was really cool they did some of that in the in um into the spider-verse but not nearly as much of it as it is here so to martin's point i do have an appreciation for that but when i say it doesn't feel like you're watching a cartoon like it's not like going to watch a Disney movie. Like it doesn't feel like that. Right, even a, right. even like the best Pixar movie, I still know I'm watching a freaking cartoon, and the the subject matter doesn't feel like it's geared for a child. Mm. So like I, they feel like very. I mean, well, the the characters who are not like fantastic, but they 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 feel like people I've met before. So um, gotcha. I'm here for it. What do you think attributes to that? Is it like the sound design or like what pulls you out of animation feeling? They not white. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, okay. That's part of it. Is <laughs> that's that, part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's that they got like black people being authentically black and Afro Latino people being authentically Latino okay. in the movie to act out the parts. Um so, you know, I know that Shamik Moore and I know that's she's calling herself Luna these days, but I know that's Lauren Villas and I know that that's Brian Tyree Henry and I know that that's Mahershala Ali, spoiler alert. Um, oh, damn. But they're not <laughs> when I'm yeah. watching this. Like, you know what I mean? Right. They feel like three dimensional people. Martin's smiling. He disagrees, I think. <laughs> oh, no, no. I totally, I totally agree. Like, I couldn't tell that was Jason, Jason Schwartzman um, playing Mm-mm. the spot. And um, I had to look it up because I was like, Oscar Who is Isaac that? too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like this, this is probably one of the best casts. I mean, animated movies always have great casts now, which is kind of a bad thing because it like puts a lot of um traditional like voice actor workers like out of like certain jobs because they'd rather get like a big name actor to uh, sell the movie. But I think this is kind of like the exception that proves a rule like that. You can get a bunch of big name actors and they give off like great voice performances. Mm. So this this and this series, like, um, I'm I'm assuming it's just going to be a trilogy. But this series has been like the only one that's done the multiverse right, in my opinion. Like, um, <laughs> I mean, I guess spoiler alert. I, you you can watch it, but like, you should watch the first one first. Treat the otherwise, you won't know what's going on. But mm-hmm. um, at the end, we get an alternate Miles Morales. And it's a different voice, and it's your boy with the tight lips, Jarrell Jerome. <laughs> oh, Tyler Jarrell. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I was like, when he started talking, I was like, that's not Shamik Moore. Who is that? Right. And I was like, oh, your boy. I don't know yeah. who his agent is, but he stays working. Yeah, because yeah, I was yeah. not impressed with him in Moonlight at all, but he stays he, working. He stays working. Yeah. Well, you know, did he got he, a Boots Riley movie coming out. He he got the Emmy right for the. Uh, for when they see us, when they see he was us. good in that. But like, yeah, if, yeah. if all I had to go off of was, was moonlight, was mm. moonlight, like that won't it. <laughs> you know, yeah. I finally got around to seeing Monsters and Men. He was in that, wasn't he? Monsters and Men. I think so. That was that was Kelvin Harrison Jr., Asap Rocky. Yeah, and uh, Anthony Ramos. 
I don't even remember him in it. Uh, yeah, because he was in that, <laughs> that that film, the uh, the thing happening. Oh, monsters! In, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Asap <laughs> Rocky's not in that one. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm thinking th- yeah, monster. You're talking about monster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah monsters yeah. and oh, men yeah. is the one with um. But, uh, but John Denzel David Washington. Washington. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but, he, but he was. But he was in Monster as well. So it was yeah, a lot of the was. same people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of the same cast. Um, yes, Joe yeah. Drama is in that one. Yeah, I didn't love him in that either. He wasn't bad. <laughs> but, he wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. But I feel you. If Moonlight is all I had to go off of, I don't know. He might not. That might have been the last time. If Moonlight mm-hmm. was all I had to go off of, I think Astra Sanders was a way better actor than he is too. So like that goes oh, both ways. Yeah. <laughs> don't get me started, man. That Rizzo roll. <laughs> that whole that whole take show ain't Brown, it for buddy. me, bro. I went, oh, I actually watched that too. I watched I Want to Dance with Somebody while I was getting my hair braided a couple months ago. Did oh, okay. anyone else watch it? Nah. Nah. Um, Naomi Aki is a beast. And I had completely forgotten that she plays Lena Way's wife in season, was that season three of Master of None? I fell in love with her that day and then immediately forgot what she looked like because I definitely saw her in Star Wars. And then when I saw she was playing, um, when she was playing uh, Whitney Houston, I wasn't excited just because um, she doesn't look like Whitney Houston. And so mm-hmm. that part is distracting, but the movie was pretty good. And it's funny because they put a flipper in her mouth because she has a gap and Whitney did not. Mm-hmm. They also put a flipper in Ashton Sanders' mouth because Bobby Brown has a gap and Ashton does not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so everybody's teeth was all over the place, but. Got I enjoyed it. it. If you if you like Whitney Houston songs, I enjoyed it. I didn't learn anything new. Okay. But um, it was pretty good. Got it. Yeah, I'm sitting here looking her up now. I was like, man, I, I don't remember ever seeing her. Did you watch oh, season she... three of Master of None? Mm-hmm. And oh, I she played Small the wife. She was in, I don't remember. I, I just told you, I can't remember what I do on a day-to-day basis. So remembering Master of None, that was like a whole four or five, three, four years ago. It was like it was like two years ago, but she 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 was really 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 freaking good in that, and mm. the fact that she didn't get nominated for any Emmys, I was just like, what? Mm, I blame Aziz, but I don't really blame him. I... Right, just the bullshit yeah. that was going on. Yeah, yeah, she was in Small Axe, so I'm trying to remember. Oh, I do remember her episode of Small Axe. Now that I think about it, that's interesting. Okay, yeah, no, I, but I like that though. I like when actors and actresses disappear to the point where I'm like, oh, that was that person. Mm-hmm. That was this. I, I I actually really do enjoy that. Um, so okay, so all right, that's good to know though. Um, so so the Spider Verse was really good. Absolutely, cool. go see yeah. that. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Uh, all right. What else is on the horizon? What else y'all see? Well, we just saw, I wanted. Uh, oh, we'll go ahead, lazy. <laughs> I wanted to check in with you mm-hmm. since we we haven't had Grams of Snow in a little while. Like oh you guys God. watched Succession. Definitely watch Succession and Snowfall. Uh, both came to an end. I'm so mad. I'm gonna tell you, man. I was. It was very hard to watch both of these shows, knowing that Six and I were not were not potting because it was just like it. It was there was just so much to say about, especially Succession. Man, Succession yeah. was like a constant. Holy shit! Holy shit! Every episode just seemed to outdo the one before it. And, I wanted um, to. DM her and tell her she was right about like because she had a theory like early on that like Logan was right and the kids are just gonna f everything up, and mm. she was she was spot on with that. But I was like, I was like, no way, Lo- like season one Logan or season two Logan, like 
he was sick. He was kind of out of his mind. He was making terrible decisions. And I mean, mm-hmm. I think he he kind of makes bad decisions throughout the show. But like Kendall, Roman, Shiv, like it, it they're so bad. <laughs> it was like, bad, man. Yeah, they. It's like it's like Roman said. They're bullshit. Like, yeah, it was it was bad, man. Um, so you're gonna give her flowers, but you're not gonna give me flowers for calling Logan was gonna die before the ink dried on the deal. Got it. Okay. Oh, I didn't even remember you said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was one of my predictions at the end of last season. I had to go back and find I mean, it. I mean, that's that's a good prediction, but it's like they wanted to kill him off in season one. Like they said that, I think, after season one, that they wanted to kill him off by the end of the first episode and make the whole show about the kids. Um, oh, I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. They added all the extra tension. And even though yeah. he was gone in, in this season, he his presence was felt the entire time. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, I, I mean... It, I knew the, I knew the kids were gonna mess it up, but I didn't know how it was gonna mess up. But there was a point in the in season four where I was just like, "Oh, maybe they do know what they're doing," you know? Like, yeah, they did. They just uh, Jesse Armstrong, man. I gotta take my hat off to to him, man. He did such a very good job of just like, you just don't know. Like you you know, and you can think you know, and you have like. Yeah all the evidence to point to that. Like, I think I know. And then he just throws something else at you that you just, there's no way you can, there's no way you can say, I mean, looking back at it and as a full body of work, you can say, Oh, that was obvious. But in, in the midst of it, there's no way that you could say with utmost amount of confidence, you knew how how that show was going to end. Well, I I had one question. I don't know. I don't even know if it's relevant, probably Mm -hmm. because I mean, Jesse Armstrong told the story he was supposed to tell. Mm-hmm. But isn't it like uh, with Elon and Twitter where he was like, I'm going to buy Twitter and he got in like the he got in the process of buying Twitter. and He was like, nah, this is not worth this much. I'm going to lose a bunch of money. He tried not to. But mm-hmm. then he was kind of like forced to by the government. Isn't it a thing where like the three of them have to buy Pierce now or and work together? Like because they they did agree to buy Pierce, but maybe because it's like a behind closed doors, like handshake deal that it's not legally binding. But. I thought it would be. I don't know. All that talk is over my head. I'm going to be honest. Like yeah. Billion dollar, you know, acquisition talk. That's like way over my head, man. They could have spoon fed me anything and I would have just had to believe it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but no, you, you make a good point, though. You make a really good point. And uh, potentially, you know, potentially that is the fate that they have to deal with. But obviously they didn't wrap that up in the storyline. So. Yeah, I am happy for Tom though. He's like my favorite character. Man, really? Yeah, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that, that that uh, yeah, that whole turn of events, man, and I don't know. That just ugh, that was just weird, man. That was weird. Yeah. But it was it was masterful, and and it, and it fall it tracks. I mean, Tom spent you know I'm just here to serve. I'm just here to serve. You know the martyr. Yeah. You know what I mean? He played that role to a T, man, and he he. He grabbed all the pubic hairs he could up the uh up the up the shaft of uh the shaft Jesus. of success. Jesus. Hung on, he hung on every pubic hair possible. Yeah. And then you yeah. said it again. Okay. Yep, that's right. Because yep. that's what he did, man. He wrote it. Like Tarzan. And uh and, and made and made it to the CEO seat. So good for Tom and good for Shiv because she wanted to be in the midst of power. She wanted to be in the palm of power and have some sort of relevancy. And I guess her husband being that nigga. 
in the seat was as close as she can get to it. Yeah, but it's different, though, because she wants to dominate him. And now that he's got, like, what he's always wanted, like, there's nothing. Even if she even if she does have way more money than him, she'll never have that up on him, for real. Yeah. Uh, it's sad, though. What it, what it revealed, though, to me is that Shiv... Shiv is more concerned about the optics than she ever was the actual power. Mm. You know, because Tom being CEO means nothing. Like it, it like it means absolutely yeah. nothing. You know, he's the fall guy for everything that's going to go wrong and he's completely replaceable once the board deems him as unworthy. So it's like it's not real power. You know, it's 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 what like I mean, it's just a representation of power and the fact that she's okay. But, but that, it kind of revealed itself throughout season four. She was just like, um, you know, she, uh, um, just being named as the trio and CEO, whether or not she had actual voting power or not, or whatever the case may be. It's like, she just always wanted the optics of, of the power and never the power itself. And that was really like a big flaw of hers. I mean, um, I, I think they, the brothers like screwed her out of like a position as CEO, like in season, no, in episode like four, maybe I think it was this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've, they've screwed each other out of a lot of stuff, but when they both were like, we're going to be dual CEOs and we're going to, we're going to cut you out, but we're yeah. going to give you like lip service. Like, and, and then they didn't even start doing that. Like they would just cut her out of meetings and stuff. Yeah. I think it was that. And when she came into the meeting and she saw Kendall, like, being like uh, the king and sit, putting his feet on the desk and being all cocky, like like that he actually won before he actually did. I, yeah. I, I think that's when she made her decision. Like, nah. Yeah. I checked out a succession like season before last, and I, but I did know what happened because I listened to so much stuff and I watched so many things. But I I don't quite remember where did Greg land and and what was the brother's name? I want to call him Cameron because that's his uh his name in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but the the oldest brother oh, and cousin Greg, yeah. like where did Connor. they land? Mm-hmm. Connor, Connor, obviously, you know, he didn't win the election. Right. Know, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but I, he was vying to get like some sort of uh powerful position, like in within the American government on, in another, like almost like an embassy job, I guess mm. is how I would, uh is how I would describe it. How would you describe that Martin? Yeah. He wanted to be like an ambassador to like, um, Probably a mid, I think he'll be at like a mid-level country or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but but did you know about the election that uh, what's his name won? Um, to, I I totally forgot the dude from Weeds. But, David uh, Duchovny. No, no, David Duchovny wasn't on Weeds. I don't know who was on Weeds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think in Californication. Yeah, but uh, the dude he's basically like um. Kind of like Mankin. Ben Shapiro. Yeah, Mankin. Like he's basically yeah. like a Ben Shapiro meets Trump, like Nazi type of dude, basically. Yeah. Um, and he ends up winning the election because um the Fox News, um, they they call it for him uh in, in the show. Um so but technically like he might not have won, so there's gonna be like in the future of the the world of the show, there's gonna be some type of debate. So Connor's future is kind of up in the air. Like he could be the ambassador to like a mid-level country, like probably in Eastern Europe, or he could get nothing really because Macon might not have won the election, even though they called it for him. So, yeah. And cousin, he, Gr- cousin, Greg he, kind of, yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. 
But he did he did have like the probably the happiest ending because he got married to his um uh call girl fiance. Um and he probably has like the best relationship in the call whole show. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he, he probably made off the best out of everybody. It seems like, um, yeah, you know, he went for his dream. He didn't make it, but he's landed on the clouds. Cousin Greg, I don't, I, I can't tell if Tom pretty much cut him out because, Tom, like, Greg really crossed Tom mm. like, in, in a fucked up yeah. way before, Damn. He, before he that got was his man's. Well, he, oh, he he's it. done it multiple times. Yeah, yeah. He, he's done it multiple times, but he really did it. And, and knowing their relationship, Tom is probably going to keep him because he's yeah. very like, um, you know, he's very like controllable, I guess. You know, they, mm-hmm. they're kind of they're kind of both the same thing. You know, they just want some sort of security. Yeah. So it's a, I, easy to I mean, control. I think they, they talk about it, I think, in season three, but it's basically the story of like Nero and Sporus. Like, have you heard that story? Uh, um, I remember the story in the uh, in the show. Yeah. Yeah. So Nero was this Roman emperor, right? Mm hmm. Finds a kid um, on the street, like a teenage boy, uh, picks him up, makes him his slave, castrates him, and turns him into a woman and marries him. And basically kind of tortures this kid for the entirety of his life. So he's like like Liberace then. (laughs) I guess I don't know what Liberace (laughs) does. But but that's kind of like their relationship is Tom always wants to uh, have like Greg is not it's kind of homoerotic, but at the same time, it's like he wants he wants him as like property, basically. Oh, and he gotcha. literally puts like a sticker on his forehead saying like "You're my property" at the end of the at the end of the show. So right, that that's kind of their relationship. Yeah. Damn. Yep. So yep, but you know he made it to the end of the chessboard. So you know where he lands is, I guess, is at Tom's disposal. Yeah. Uh, Tom's his only ally because he fucked everybody else over. So, Martin, you mentioned that you went to see The Little Mermaid. What did you think about that? I think it's not as good as the original. Um, <laughs> I, I think it was kind of unnecessary, but I think I softened on it when I actually saw it in theaters because it was definitely like a lot of black girls and black moms like in the theaters, like happy wearing like mermaid paraphernalia or like dancing or having like a good time like outside the movie or, or even doing the movie. So I was like, this isn't for me. Um, but I don't think that's this needed to be translated into CGI. Cause if you look at pictures of Flounder online, <laughs> it looks like a it looks like a comedy sketch or like like something and say, like, why would you make a realistic version of Flounder and Sebastian and and the uh, bird and stuff? Like it it's horrible. And the the music isn't even as good as like the original. Like mm. Or and the cinematography isn't as beautiful like uh, "Kiss the Girl." Like I remember mm-hmm. that everybody remembers that. Like "Under the Sea," like those like are classic Disney songs that is in everybody's <laughs> consciousness. The, the cinematography in an animation—that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the, yeah, cinematogra- the cinematography didn't even exist in the original. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> like, is true. It's, an- it's pure animation, but it just looks way more beautiful like in the original compared to this one. Because um, fake animals like dancing around on the loop pads is way cooler than real ones, I would think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I agree, Flounder did look ridiculous in the pictures that I got. I didn't understand why they couldn't go like the Toy Story route with the things that are in the ocean. It's not like we're like fully acquainted with like fish. <laughs> like, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Um, how, did, but, uh, how, how did Hallie do? Uh, she, did a, she did a decent job. 
I mean, I mean, she could sing, so that's that's good. Uh, I I don't. The Little Mermaid is a really hard role because, like, half of the movie she's basically um, mute. Mute. Mm-hmm. So you have to act a lot with like your face and your expressions and stuff like that. I don't necessarily think she's that good at it. It's and it's probably way harder when you're doing it like against a blue screen or a green screen. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think she did the best she could. I think they tried to add like a lot more diversity, but like you know, there was people mad online that like is basically set in a Caribbean island, but they don't and in like the 1800s, but they don't address slavery at all, which I thought was funny. Oh, wow. but I, I would I wouldn't expect them to, but right. it is like a really weird thing where like the mother who like is like the queen of the island, like her son is white because he's a he's adopted or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's there's some weird like racial politics of like we want diversity, but we don't want to like actually talk about it. Mm-hmm. And they kind of wanted to ground it, but at the same time, it it wasn't. But I mean, it's a kids movie, and like I said, it's not for me. So I didn't. I wouldn't say I hated it. Like. People I went like enjoyed it. So, I mean, I that was not a movie that was allowed in my house when my daughter was little. I don't like the message of that movie. I don't like the message of so many Disney movies. I really, really, I'm just like, stop teaching little girls that this is what they should aspire to. Mm-hmm. I did see where Ryan Airy from Screen Crash on YouTube was not this movie in particular, um, but just the story of the Little Mermaid. He he mansplained why it's not about giving up your voice for a man that she really just wanted to like have the independence to go her own way. And it's interesting that that was his take. And uh, Ryan Davis, who Treasy and I met um, when we produced the episode of, and then we had sex way, way back in the early days of that pod. Mm -hmm. um, His take was that changing her race to black and having her want to leave her people to like assimilate to the people on land and they were actually colonizers, like gave the movie a different meaning. I didn't see it. So like, I'm not willing to go that far, but I thought that that was an interesting take. And we didn't need slaves in the little mermaid. Like, yeah, I don't know. It it was like Cinderella (laughs) when, when Brandy praised Cinderella and, you know, Prince Charming was Filipino, but his daddy was white and his mama was black. Like we ain't need all that. Like it's fine. Yeah. (laughs) The diversity's fine. It's not. It's not real. Right. We went to see the Lion Kings. Animals don't fucking talk, and they definitely yeah. can't talk to each other across species. So, like, cut it out. And, and we saw Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> and that was so much better, knowing that like none of those yeah. people were those races. Exactly. So I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't. Oh. I, I guess I'll watch it eventually when it comes on Disney Plus. I wasn't like hard boycotting it because of the messaging. Like I said, my daughter's sixteen, and she would have. At seven, been like, Little Mermaid is some bullshit. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just was, I just couldn't, I couldn't get around to getting there. Just, I just wasn't pressed to see it. But I'm glad that like little girls have the opportunity to see themselves in, in Disney princesses. We're going to hope that there's a less problematic story that comes mm-hmm. along at some point. So I don't remember the original premise of Little Mermaid. So that that's it. Like she loses her voice. She gives away her voice for a prince. Are we talking about the cartoon or the actual story? Yeah, the cart. Uh, uh, what's the difference? Because <laughs> in the, the story, yes. she doesn't get her voice back. She cuts out when, her tongue and she you, dies because he doesn't choose her. The, the story. What do you mean? There was a book about it before the movie. There's a story yeah, that the book like is based. I mean, the movie tale. is based on. Yeah, yeah like the oh, fairy tale. Shit. 
I was today years old. She cuts out her tongue to go be with this man she met once and he does not fall in love with her and she withers and dies. Oh, which well, is like which is like a better story because like that's kind of like don't give up your voice for a man. I mean, <laughs> she she cut out the tongue, bro. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like she probably should have consulted. You know what? I can I can fucking that. depend on you. Welcome back. You know what Welcome I mean? Back. She probably should have consulted home before she cut out the tongue, bro. I mean, everything <laughs> else was still there. Well, I guess that that could work one of two ways. Yeah, weren't you the one, Martin, that was like basically the Little Mermaid is a story about how she wanted to become human so she could have a coochie and they could do it? Like, <laughs> was that you? Oh, but I, I feel like that was, you. was me. I don't think I said that. I feel like you did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so she get, she gained the coochie, but she cut out her tongue. Damn. Well, she doesn't cut out her tongue in the cartoon, but like, I feel like the, the message of the story is more problematic because she gets her voice back. Like, right. But right. she had. He just totally like went for a whole other girl the minute like she was out of sight. Like everyone mm. shit. <laughs> I'm Damn, not here bro. for it. Mm. Damn, bro. Was it any be- different in this one, Martin? Like Um, nah, she gets her voice back. No, uh, I mean in and- terms of like Eric being like, Oh, here go another chick. Like <laughs> was it I-, I guess it's more like it's not like he's a me he's like kinda under a spell, basically. That's how it is. And oh, they kinda they explain. It then. Yeah, they explained that, like, as a mermaid, she's kind of like a siren. So she puts people under her spell. And obviously, Ursula could kind of do the same thing um, with her voice, basically. So they just revision his history, this whole shit. They just doing whatever they want to do. In the cartoon, wasn't none of that. Eric was just like, oh, bitch, you look just like the other bitch, but you got dark hair. I'll fuck with you. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Eric was cold, bro. Again, not a not a movie I showed to my kids. Right. I thought it was cute when it came out because I was ten, but like, mm. we never um did did we talk about we did talk about the last season of Atlanta, didn't we? Yeah, we had a whole yeah. episode, friend. I told you, bro, my memory is bad. It's crazy. Nah, because I was gonna talk about the goofy episode, but um, oh yeah, yeah, but we talked yeah, about quit it, smoking so. that shit at yeah. lunchtime. <laughs> Shit, I wish it was that simple. Um, all right, so so Little Mermaid was yeah, it was it was mid basically. I, I mean, for just, I, I, I want to say it's me. It's a kids, yeah, it's a kids yeah. movie. So I'm sure there's kids that watch this and think it's amazing, just like I watched the prequels and thought it was amazing. So it's got like, it. The prequels to Star Wars is what he means. Are yeah. you initiated? <laughs> <laughs> I was not a kid and I did not think it was amazing. <laughs> I wouldn't oh. I wouldn't groan groan. I was like 17. Right. That won't it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, you Real look quick. at that green screen now, it's it's insane. It's, it's bad. Technology is so different. We didn't talk about this in pre-pro, but I did watch the Banshees of Isherin or whatever it's called. Oh yeah. Oh, that was good. Really good. I enjoyed really, that. Really good. It was fucking yeah. weird. But I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was weird, but I like I like I like I like the message that comes along with it, you know. Um, or I ain't gonna say the message. I mean, I just like the, I like the, um, the logic of it of it all because that totally it totally tracks to me. Like the the whole, you know, just the uh, this idea of somebody just up, just up and stops talking to you and doesn't want to be your friend, you know, and like the anxiety that creates and then how that meant how that manifests into physical problems and you know and then and then 
something happens that's irreversible and now we're and now we're in a war <laughs> you know yeah. like it's it, the logic <laughs> track i thought it was a very it was a very uh simple way to explain bigger problems the simple way to explain how ghosting your girlfriend is problematic like okay <laughs> mm, yeah that's yeah that too that part yeah, too I guess. that's what it felt like i mean I, it didn't feel gay but yeah but it, but it, it, it kind of felt like that's sort of that's somewhat the basis to a just just communication you know what i'm saying because had he just kind of communicated what was wrong and why he ghosted him and he did he did to some degree but i guess like uh colin farrell's character he just couldn't accept it but it was just he like was a so lack dumb. of communication yeah. around it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. It was, it's, it's a good case study for why everybody needs therapy, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask me, you know. Yes, um, and, and, and the sister, Siobhan, was still better than Jamie Lee Curtis. I said it. Um. <laughs> why, why are you making a comparison? Because Jamie Lee Curtis won the Oscar won over Oscar, her yeah. and oh. all the other people who did a better job than her. Right. And I think Colin Farrell should have won too. Yeah. Huh? I think Colin Farrell should have won too. I don't remember who won. Oh, I, think I do it was remember who won. Well, Key right? Oh, no. Yeah. Key Kwan. Oh, yeah. That is true. Well, Key Kwan did uh, amazing. So. Yeah, yeah, he, he did. did. I'm mad just... at that. Mm. Um, all right. What else is on the list? Oh, you want to talk about Black Mirror? That's like the most recent thing that just came out, huh? Sure. Lizzy, huh? What'd you think about Black Mirror this season? That shit was all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say there's a little bit of a degradation of like quality of what... I think that's just been happening with Black Mirror, though. Like The yeah. first two seasons were strong, and it just seems like everything from that just sort of like, you know, divided by well, two. Well, let me ask you something, because I've only seen the first episode, but mm-hmm. I mean, even even the last season... Like, you had episodes that I don't think were necessarily that good, but they had, like, interesting ideas. Like, I thought Striking Vipers, like, the the episode everybody memes with, like, um, Anthony Mackie or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's, like, an interesting idea because I could actually see that playing out, like, in the future with, like, haptic suits or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, like, are there interesting ideas in this season or is it just all, like... So I thought Jonas Awful was, was an interesting idea. The I first think... episode I... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The first episode, I thought Joan is awful was an interesting idea, but it's kind of like you don't get kudos for talking about how fucked up Netflix is because you are Netflix and like you're still doing the thing that you're saying is fucked up. You're not going to stop doing it and you're going to keep making money off of it. So like, is this the future? I don't know. Just there's a whole writer strike. Like what's going on? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, the timing you know I mean? is kind of wild. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. The timing of that was pretty crazy. And it kind of, it carries into, well, the next episode is Lock Henry, I believe is episode two. And Uh it kind of carries into that. It's them like having a comment, Charlie Booker having a comment commentary on documentaries that are based on real tragic events and it becoming entertainment. But Netflix does that shit too. So like capitalizing off somebody's tragedy for the sake of a documentary and true crime and how we're all like obsessed with it. And it's like, wait a minute, this is real. Like this isn't, you're right. This isn't scripted. This isn't a story. This is someone's life. Yeah. So to me, my favorite episode of the series was beyond the sea. Um, Okay. Yeah. That was my favorite episode of the series. 
from an entertainment perspective. Like, so, all right. So the whole thing to me, those are the only two episodes that really had commentary on technology. And, and for me, th- that's kind of like where the fall off is like, like Locke Henry, you know, the Maisie day and then the demon 79, those, those didn't really deal in technological concepts that like push things like it didn't really deal in the science fiction to me you know? well lock henry was supposed to joan is awful is definitely science fiction right um and then lock henry is i don't know that black mirror is supposed to be like science fiction necessarily it's just like on some unabomber shit like how technology can propel us as human beings to bring out like the worst sides of ourselves and like how we're affected by it so like the the ability to go after these kinds of stories and what the actual like overall effects of it is. I see that as being like streaming as in like as an invention and and like a a technology that's like commonplace that like is relatively new and and like so far like what it has done to us in terms of our motivations and storytelling and what we consume um as a culture. I I think that like I, I wouldn't say that that's strayed from Black Mirror necessarily. I, and, and, I, but, so, and, and then like Demon 79 is not even Black Mirror. It's Red Mirror. That's Red I, Mirror, right. Yeah, so. So, so the thing is, is uh, and you're not wrong, but I think like, in my opinion, Black Mirror is, it's, is at its best when it is introducing, when it's, when it's doing that thing where it's like, it's taking the new technology and showing us like the dark side of it. It's like illustrating the dark side of, of either a technology we're not completely up on or that is right down the pike, you know? And then, and then it seems like, you know, every season has like one episode that deals with things as they are now. So like the lock Henry, that's like things as they are now, right? Like there's nothing in that, that is out of our reach. Whereas like, you know, Joan uh, is awful is like right now too. I think it's right now, but it's the (laughs) coast, right? Like, it's like, it's showing us how AI, how fast AI and quantum computing is like can really change the game, you know, but like it's it's not all the way there yet. But but this shows us that like it can really be there and really be this. And Beyond the Sea as well, even though Beyond the Sea like presented like it was a a period piece in the past, the technology of like these astronauts being in space, but like their proxy bodies being on Earth you know what I'm saying? And they can sort of like live in between the two. So like their family doesn't miss them. Like that's, that's to me, that's technology. That's like, that doesn't necessarily exist in that way yet, but I can see that being a thing. And then using that as like a, for that to turn and what it, to what it turned into to me was like, holy shit. Uh, first of all, I saw that episode going completely different. Um, you know, I thought there was going to be a different ending to that. And the way it ended really fucked with me. Yeah, I thought it was um, going to end differently, too. Yeah. But... And I didn't like that either. There was there was in terms of the storytelling there, though, there were so many holes in it that I was just like, OK, like you what? never did understand the motivation of the cult and like what their yeah, credo did. was. No, we didn't. Yes, they we just kind of they just kind of made some some comments. And I'm like, OK, no, I mean, that, obviously, it was unnatural. like alluding to. This it's it's unnatural. That, that but was they didn't whole stop the technology from existing because I feel like you know in Black Mirror like this this technology leads to this technology leads to this technology. So like right. in the Black Mirror universe, this technology in 1969 is like very similar to um, the Be Right Back episode. Just instead of it being like 
you plugging into the the realistic, I don't know, machine. They mm. use your social media to create your personality after you're dead. So you can live on. But it's like the precursor to that technology. So like in that universe, it didn't go away. They didn't solve anything. Sure. I just didn't. They. I mean, there was no like. But also, I don't think they were. There was no indication anything. just with him when him walking around in town that people had a problem with it. It just kind of felt like it came from nowhere. And I feel like they could have set that up a little better. Um, I see what you're saying. But to me, that was like the equivalent of the whole like the, the Manson cult thing. Yeah, I mean, that's like, obviously like a bite off of that. But yeah. So it's like, you know, there's you can't really like crazy doesn't have an algorithm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like that was the basis of that was their credo of why they were doing it, because it was unnatural. But like, that's fucking crazy, man. You know, like at the end of the day. And and, and at some point we got to talk about how Rory Culkin is really crazy because like everything he does is fucking crazy. I like just he, know I did not need to see his dick and swarm. That was too much. Oh, that was him, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. I'm he pretty is, sure that was a stunt dick. Why? Because they didn't show his face. It was a stunt dick. I'm pretty sure that was a stunt dick. They do it all the time. I don't need to see his implied penis ever. <laughs> yeah, I get you. Um. <laughs> But uh, yeah. no. So so beyond the sea wasn't your favorite episode. Um, no. Wow. <laughs> I liked Lock Henry the best. I didn't hate Beyond the Sea. It was just really really morbid. It was like a straight up like thriller. Very morbid. more than anything else. Um, it was good seeing Josh Hartnett back on screen. It was. He, he killed. I watched it. Lucky Number Eleven literally like last week with my boyfriend. He had never seen it. Oh wow. Um. But boyfriend, he's not boy, my man friend. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. He had never seen it. <laughs> he fell asleep. Jo- Josh Hartnett, it. goddamn, started training with some bodybuilders and came back, came back in fucking Olympic shape. Did he, or did he one. just like grow up? <laughs> no, he's, he's he's pretty Jack, especially when you see like the like the contrast between him and uh and what's what's our boy from Breaking Bad, Jesse Plum- Aaron Paul. Just, Aaron Paul, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I said Jesse Plemons, but you know, the, his name is Jesse in the show, wasn't it? Jesse Pinkman. I, yeah, Jesse Pinkman. There you go. Um, when you see the comparison between the two, like fucking Jesse Pinkman was a, he was a fucking child compared to like size wise compared to uh, Josh Hartnett. I mean, he's not a tall man. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, it was like they couldn't have picked two different. That was like Andre the Giant and Dagon uh, compared to uh, was. was What's my boy from Austin Powers? Vernon. Um, mini me. Vern Troyer. Vern Troyer. Rest in peace go. to him. He passed. A long time yeah. ago. Oh shit. Look at me. But um, yeah, no, I I enjoyed Lock Henry though. Like it was it, so the other ones. That was other, that was Cancer Attack. It was the same actor from Atlanta. The phone, when the phone was lost and he was sitting there singing, that's the same actor. Oh, that was him. Yeah. <laughs> See, he did a good job of being like something else, he's, even though it was kind of the same tone. Yeah. And his hair's longer, but. That was him. Wow. Good catch. He's a pretty good actor. He is. The mom is an amazing actor, too. Yo, mm-hmm. She's, she's, she was crazy. So the other three joints, I mean, pretty much this whole thing. Minus Joan is awful. It was like case studies on like serial killers, really. You know, to some degree, everybody mm-hmm. was a fucking serial killer. Um, and to me, that's where it's like, it was just like, this is not really. I enjoy this. Whatever is whatever is happening, I enjoy it. But like, it just doesn't feel like Black Mirror to me. 
I mean, we're not in it for happy endings, but like at least there's like some levity in some episodes. I feel like Be Right Back and like San Junipero, like mm-hmm. even Nosedive is like way more lighthearted. This was dark. Yeah, this is very it was vi- and very violent. Somebody need to check on Charlie Booker. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, what I uh, so I did enjoy Demon Seventy Nine. I really oh, I enjoyed. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Papa Essa, the guy who played played Gop. Uh, Gop played the mm-hmm. devil dude he was in um uh i believe that's the same guy he was in i may destroy you right yeah yeah that's the uh yeah that's the gay dude in i may destroy you yeah he did an amazing job i really liked his character in in that episode man like that like i i just like that story in general like that you know this this lady who was just real like uh passive and allowed life to come at her but deep down she really had like the, a dark spirit you know um, well, I mean, I think we're supposed to like in the alternate universe of Red Mirror, we're supposed to like wonder, did that really happen, or is she schizophrenic? Like, I guess it can um, go either way. And delusional yeah. because it's implied that her mom was had some of those same issues, and she blurred the line between like reality and fantasy. So basically, like she Patrick Bateman, like yeah. we don't know what's going on at a certain point with her. Um, but I, I, the the show went a different way than I thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. That the one show or that too. episode? That episode. Yeah. I mean, they're movies at this point. Um, yeah. It just went a different way than I was expecting. That Mark, she didn't kill who I thought she was going to kill. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Martin, man, you should really watch the rest of them. I, I, I do want to hear okay. your take on it. Yeah, because I, I think you enjoy them. I want to because. Like from what I've seen online, like a lot of people don't like it because it's like you said, it's it's definitely a departure of the original theme of Black Mirror. But to me, it seems like Atlanta season three, where a lot of people like disliked it because it wasn't about like it was it was Donald Glover being like, I want to do a bunch of short films and only have like a couple episodes with like the whole crew like together. And we're not going to set it in Atlanta at all. What was this? Atlanta season, season three, three, when they oh, were Atlanta doing the European oh, tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no. It's yeah, Black Mirror. Yeah. <laughs> it oh, feels yeah. like Black Mirror. It's just that, like Treasy was saying, the technology element of it is is less prevalent than the human element of it. Yeah. But, but to me, that's the whole thing about Black Mirror, is the dark side of technology. You know, the Black Mirror being like the, the screen on the phone, you know, looking back at you, you know what I mean? So it's it 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 definitely departed from that in my opinion, you know, especially like Maisie Day, like what, fuck out of here, paparazzi that story. Was, that was stupid. I didn't oh, like yeah. that. One. That was that was probably like my least favorite episode in the entire series for real. Um, but uh, and and it had Shorty from uh, Atlanta in it. What's her name? Zazie Bates. Zazie Zazie. People are calling her Zazie Bates now. I don't know this child's name. I'm going to call uh, her Zazzy Beats Zazzy forever. Beats. Our, mom, our mama call her Beats. I'm going to call her Beats. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So Black Mirror, that's down. Um, binge that in a day. My guess the only thing left is Martin and I had a little rendezvous at the movie theater. Me and Speaking my kid and blacks. him went to see the blackening. <laughs> hey, shout out to Jay Carroll. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So that was it. I didn't know he was in it until and maybe I missed that in the trailer, but I didn't know he was in it until like I was listening to, to Pop Culture Happy Hour and they were like, oh, he's at the beginning of the movie. I was like, boo. 
So before we get started, we went to Cinema Cafe and I know that Martin is a person like me who is a creature of habit, who does the same thing over and over once we find out that it works, right? Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I always get a burger. I get the Kevin Bacon. I get the Kevin Bacon with uh, American and no onions and I want a leaf of lettuce and I want you to slice it down the middle, which this person did not do this time. And I don't want any seasoning on my fries because they put that nasty season salt. When you slice it down the middle, is that called six degrees of separation? You're cute. You're supposed to say six degrees of Kevin Bacon. You messed it up. Oh, I did. I did. I did. (laughs) Almost though. Almost. Almost. (laughs) Um, But like, I always say like, if I go on a date with you and I order a burger and you can stomach me after that, like we good. Like that's as bad as I get. What does that mean? Because I'm very particular about how I want my burger, (laughs) except for Jack Brown's. Like I don't tell them shit. They just know what to do. But, um, Not because I need anything different. They just, I don't need to alter what they're doing, but um, I just, I like my shit a certain way. So (laughs) I forgot that (laughs) Martin has a very specific chicken tender order. (laughs) Oh, let me hear this. He was like, he was, he was ordered his food. He was like, and I need four honey mustards and two ketchups. (laughs) And I had remembered that like when we went to see Nope, I was like, oh shit, he does order that shit like a very specific way every single time. What do you use like one strip, one honey mustard mustard per strip or something? Yeah, pretty much. Jesus Christ, bro. (laughs) (laughs) That's off the chain. You just so basically you eat honey mustard with a side of chicken tender. I mean, kind of, yeah. I mean, I put he, it on fries too, but I usually it's four honey mustards and one ketchup and a large. No, one Sierra ketchup. Mist I'm sorry, not with two. light ice, but uh, they they don't have Sierra Mist anymore. It's Starry. Oh so. Starry does not taste like Sierra Mist. Starry not is Slice all. 2.0. They just brought yeah. Slice back and called it something else. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, so but I just I just wanted to give that preamble just because I was like, oh, somebody else has an obnoxious order at Cinema Cafe besides me. Yeah, but I feel like, I, I, in all reality, I feel like his is way less obnoxious than what yours sounds like. Yours is Listen, like it is way less obnoxious, but mm-hmm. it's very specific. Got it. Okay. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, look at us <laughs> making the heart with my hands. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, they, when I used to first start ordering like that, they would give me like three honey mustards and one ketchup, and I'll hit the button like, "Yo, I need another honey mustard." I need my fourth though. I don't, I don't need <laughs> yeah. Jones to share to share tubs. <laughs> That's funny. So how was the blackening? I mean, it was a pretty pretty thick cast. I said shout out to Jay Farrell, but also shout out to Melvin Gregg, a Virginia native as well, P Town. Mm-hmm. Um. It's that seemed. I mean, that seemed like it can go either way. It seemed like very set sat, sat, satirical, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would, I would agree with um, Lizzie. Whereas, like when I saw the trailer, I was like, "This is really low budget." Like, I think the budget was five million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, "This is probably not good." And for some reason, I thought it was directed by Malcolm D. Lee, but it's directed by Tim <laughs> Story, right? By who? Um, directed by who? Tim Story. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I haven't heard that name since Fantastic Four. So I feel like his black movies are kind of hit and miss too. Um, mm-hmm. So I wasn't like super into it. But yeah, it's like Lizzie said, I listened to like a couple of minutes of Pop Culture Happy Hour and like they really loved it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I, I, I immediately turned the podcast off because I didn't want to get spoiled. And I just was like, okay, if if there's an opportunity, I'm going to definitely watch it. And then Lizzie put in the group chat that she was going. So 
I, I just went out there, drove all the way to Edinburgh. Oh my God. So the whitest possible cinema cafe was the only place showing the blackening. That was wild, (laughs) annoying. Yeah. And that theater is almost always sold out. So like Mm. trying to go see it during the uh the opening night when I was trying to I was like, why is this movie in Edinburgh and why is it sold out? And it was mad white people in the theater. My daughter was like, They're laughing too hard. (laughs) I was like, like, you can't say if those people are laughing because they you're looking at the back. We sat in the very back row. So I was like, you cannot tell if those people are laughing or not. But like the jokes that they were telling were like not for them. So the jokes in the movie are not like meant for white people. It's meant for black people to laugh at. Like that yeah. is a movie for us. So I'm like, do they even get these jokes? Cause they were regular ass white people, like whole ass white families in there. And I'm right. like, do they even get these damn jokes? Like this is, this is funny to me, but like, do it y'all know enough about us to find this shit funny? Right. They did not give away all the funny moments in the trailer either. So like, no, cause it felt like one of those situations where like, okay, I'm only going to laugh. At the right. stuff that's in the trailer, but it, a lot more happens than that, so that was good. Gotcha. It's yeah, very it's easy to figure like, out who the killer is. That are just insane. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's very. It's very like. It's funny. So, but they. It, but like I said, they gave away. It was very obvious who the killer was. Is it more comedy than horror? You think? Way no, more. Yeah. I it's, think. It's, I, yeah. It's 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 formulaic horror. So like. It's a it's a who done it who's who's the bad killer mystery like that part is easy, mm-hmm. but it's way more like like Martin said it's way more jokes than it is horror. But there is still like some gore, and I'm like yo. <laughs> oh <laughs> so, okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Is it kind of like bodies, bodies, bodies? No. Okay. Nah. It's actually funny. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Like made me laugh, but in a very different way. Yo, when they revealed like how how Pete Davidson died, I was like, oh, "Get yeah. the fuck out!" I was like, "Yo, turn this movie off, bro. This shit's stupid." <laughs> bodies, bodies, bodies is making fun. Is is Gen Z like making fun of themselves like in a way that I don't think they realize like does them a disservice and like right. it's just, it's it. This is like. It's a it's a it's a straight comedy, whereas like these the people in Bodies 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 are all playing straight men and they just are doing funny shit. It's mm-hmm. it's like funny because it's absurd. Mm-hmm. Just their behavior. This was not that. And they didn't make any of the characters in in the black and dumb. Like none of them were dumb. Right. Okay. They didn't have to make stupid choices to move the story forward. God. They just had to write some questionable plot lines. what did you think the message of the movie was martin um yeah i don't know (laughs) um be nice to black people need to be nicer to people when playing spades like (laughs) (laughs) oh shit (laughs) well i think i think too like the gatekeeping of blackness and, and what makes a person black and just like how it's a disservice to us to measure someone's blackness in terms of like certain trivial things and i mean that it was it, it it wasn't meant to like drive a point home like it's not like a Jordan Peele movie. I, I, I was about to say, what are they they doing? Yeah. They sound like they're trying to do too much. They trying to take Jordan no. Peele I mean, land. like the the messaging was it was there, but it was very lighthearted. It's just like how yeah. how I think too. Like okay, I'll use this as an example because it doesn't come up in the movie, but like how every uh, African immigrant to the Americas 
at some point, like in their childhood, got called a booty scratcher and never fucking got over it. And they talk about it on their podcasters, uh, their podcast. Like every every time there's an African, I'm like, OK, I'm gonna have to hear about how you got called a booty scratcher 20 yeah. million times on this podcast. And my whole thing was that is like, that's just like part of being African-American people. Like, do you know what we say to and about each other? Like, it's just part right. of being a black kid. Like, we just talk shit about each other. Y'all just never, yeah. ever get over it. Yeah. But it's it was like, it's like that, like you, something little to you, like culturally that we do, like it, af- mm-hmm. it affects people in different ways. But it wasn't like an overt, like drive this home. You're supposed to, when you leave here, like, don't, don't be gatekeeping blackness. It's not that. Well, like, let me let me ask you a question. When you um when they were in the room, right, with the game and they had to decide who in the room was the blackest, like who was the first one that came to mind? King. Oh, wait, who, wait, King is uh Melvin Gregg? Yeah. Oh, I was <laughs> gonna say Nandy. I was definitely like Nandy, yo. Nandy's the blackest. Nandy? Because he was yeah. African? Yeah. Well, he was the darkest one in the room, yeah. That's <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Look at Mark. I mean, Namdi, Namdi, Namdi's African, but like, when we say the black, it's like, I think the default oh, setting yeah. for blackness in America, especially based on the questions they were asking, I think the yeah. default setting is like African-American. So like, yes, he was the physically darkest person in the room, but like. Yeah, but Martin, don't you know, man, the, the blackest people are always the most light-skinned? Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah well, that, that was part of the was story, too, like, because yeah. Grace Byer's character was, like, the most militant person, and she yeah, had a white yeah. father, which is, like, I feel like they were talking about Jesse Williams, <laughs> how, how biracial people are, like, um, being the ones. oh, like God, the yes, yes, yes. Uh, What's the other one? Kendrick Sampson. He got a whole white mama. He's the first one on the front lines to let the police crack his damn forehead. Sean so, King. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know he was biracial. He's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. We mm, not convinced he's black at all. Um, not saying Sean he's King, not. Sean King is black. <sighs> Come on now. I'm not convinced. He could Shit. be. He could I'm be. T- and, and listen, any, any, any man that want to put on the, the suit and walk the plight, God bless. I'm going to go ahead and count it because you got to go through a lot. You gotta go could through you, a lot, so I'm gonna count it. Could you like pick Sean King out of a crowd full of white dudes? I think you could, so he's probably black. Yeah, that's what? Nice. I could. I could I, I could pick him out of a crowd full of white dudes. If he was standing next to John B, like get the fuck out of my face. Anyway. My, 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 thing, my, thing, my thing is like, and you know, I'm no like Sean King advocate at all, but like anybody, if you white and you're choosing to put yourself in the line of fire like that, I'm gonna let you wear it. Like you got He's it. not on the front lines marching next to Kendrick. He well, is true. behind he is thumb tugging behind, behind his computer. I don't want to hear that shit. Anyway. Shout true. out to Rachel Dolezal. Again, I'm not that <laughs> she's obviously queen. not black. But <laughs> yeah. like I'm I'm not I'm not ready to say he's not yeah. black. I'm just also not ready to say he is. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So there it was funny and like they didn't have to make stupid decisions. It's just I enjoyed it, um, but I would have. Yeah. Melvin was definitely Melvin. King was definitely the blackest to me, down to like he had a white wife once he got successful. <laughs> so, oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, you should definitely the most watch culturally the movie. black with his white yeah, wife. Yes, it's, it's very funny. Melvin Gregg yeah. does not have a white wife in real life. No, he doesn't. <laughs> but still, that's that's funny though. Um. Yeah, man. No, I thought I didn't know it was like deep like that. I thought it was just like a like scary movie. You know? It's <laughs> like not. It's not movie. deep. 
I'm not saying okay. it's not. I, I'm not saying it's deep. It's got, some... It has a message, but it's not deep. Like it I wasn't think it smacking is, you in the face. It is smart though. Mm-hmm. Like it is a lot of. I mean, I think it's a lot of jokes that black people get, but especially like black educated people. Like you could you could almost see like the college they went to and the type of parties and their relationships and like how they interacted with each other on campus and stuff like that. They like, were HBCU this is blacks. Like, yeah, very, very much so. But I mean like that's me and my friends, so it's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that wasn't a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a bad thing at all. I'm surprised none of y'all came in here wanting to talk about Fast Furious 10. Family. You're not you're not surprised by that. The person who was most likely to watch that is not here. Shout out to you, Corey. You ain't gonna listen to this. Family. I watched Fast Nine, but I I haven't watched Ten. You drew the line. Just because I would have watched it if they didn't set this up as a trilogy. Oh my god. It's gonna be two more. Yeah, two more Fast Ten. They're gonna. They're gonna take this as far as it can go. This is, but this this one 20. wasn't nearly as profitable, so I don't know if they're gonna be able to do two more. I know uh-huh. Dwayne Johnson's coming back for another Hobbs and Shaw, though. Oh wow! So, um, I mean, just some honorable mentions. I saw Creed three. I thought it was. I thought it was really good, man. I thought it was really good. I I so I wasn't a fan of Creed two. So this is my favorite after the first one. Um. I enjoy. I I think I enjoy Jonathan Major's performance. I think that's what that's what bought it in for me, because uh, he really felt menacing, like a menacing opponent. Uh, I felt like there was some opportunity to expand on his story a little bit more in terms of his like rise to like fight the champ. It just happened too fast, and it made it really unrealistic. Oh, yeah. Martin well, and I had a whole conversation about Creed three before we recorded one of our episodes and his mic wasn't working. So we just yeah. kind of said F it and like went right oh, into the episode. Right. Oh, wow. Well, um, yeah. I mean, the, the, I mean, we can't use the word realistic and Creed in the same sentence. None of the fights are like realistic. Like that's like the worst boxing of all time, yeah. you know? Um, so I, I think realistic and Creed are kind of like the antithesis of each other, but um, just on a, just on an entertainment level, I really appreciated what you know what they did and the story they were trying to tell. Um, I wasn't I wasn't mad at Michael B. Jordan's first directing. His acting is still not where it needs to be for him to right. be making the kind of money he's making. But right. yeah. I don't know. I'm very interested to see what's going to happen with Jonathan Major's career. Um, the jury is out literally on mm-hmm. what happened, situation. but I want to I want to know. I'm nosy and I want to know. He's so talented. I would I hate know. for his career to be thrown away, but I hope. Uh, I guess we'll find out. I hope it's not. I, I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of done anyway. You think it's done anyway? I don't think he could come back. Even even if it comes out in his favor, I think it's difficult, like, to come back from that. From from the trajectory that, like, that he had, as far as being like a, major Marvel guy like coming out with an Oscar nominated film that is probably going to get on a streaming service somewhere like by the end of the year. So I'm so uh, I think I mean I think if he's vindicated black people will welcome him back. They, mm-hmm. I think we will. But I don't know if Hollywood at large would, but I think black people would. Right. They tried to welcome back Nate Parker. 
that was not the right thing to do. So, <laughs> so I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it, we'll see how it shakes out. If, if, if he is, if he is not guilty of what he's accused of, like I would hate for such a talented person to like lose out on all the things that were coming down the pike for him. But if he is, then yeah, we're at. It is what it is. Um, did any of y'all see the covenant? I don't even know what that is. The Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Oh no. Is that about, is that the white savior movie where he saves the translator? Maybe. I think so, I yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch yeah, that I think bullshit. That's that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's I, I didn't even I didn't yeah. even look that hard into it. White people won't save you dot com. Have you been there? No. Shout out to Terrence Nance. I don't know how long it goes on, but white people won't save you. White people won't save you. <laughs> that's funny. Um, did y'all see the second avatar? Yeah. Any good? Honestly, I didn't see it. I went to see it. Um I did not forget I was watching a cartoon while I was watching that, but um, it was a very interesting story. There's some badass kids and whoop your kids when they don't act right. (laughs) That's that's the premise of it. Whoop your kids. Whoop your kids. How about the the movie Air with the Ben Affleck and Matt That was on the television while I slept in my man friend's lap. I I don't know what happened. I just kind of was like, they made a movie about marketing. So yeah, wouldn't be the first. It, it, he said it was good. I wasn't interested, but like he he really enjoyed it. Um, I watched a couple things, kind of like fleeting, like that movie Reality with the girl from um, the girl from uh, Euphoria. Uh, oh, it's about Sydney Reality Sweeney. Winner, right? Right. About who? A Reality Winner. I think that's her name. The girl reality. who was like a whistleblower. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. 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 I I I kind of like fell asleep on the tail end of it but it was interesting you know that's my signature trademark and then i and then i watched um boston strangler i didn't really watch it i listened to it (laughs) it was interesting uh with uh kiera knightley and wasn't too bad and then i've been watching dave season three Oh yeah, I watched like two episodes of that i think i didn't even know that shit was on i haven't turned on hulu i'm very bad no, this oh, you know what really I did good. watch? I watched Love and Death, um, which is like the Candy Montgomery uh, story on, I'm going to call it HBO Max. I'm not calling that shit Max. But I watched, that's their HBO Max version of it starring Elizabeth Olsen as opposed to like the Hulu version starring Jessica Biel. I enjoyed this version better. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, um, I watched like three episodes of that. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed this version better. Um, I think that Elizabeth Olsen's a better actress than Jessica Biel, but Jessica Biel looked more like her. Looked more like her. Yeah, she really yeah. into the character, it seemed like, from the from the thumbnail. Yo, I'm going to tell you what I watched that I don't think we talked about. What's the shit uh, from the game? Um, oh, they, Last it, of Us? The Last of Us. Oh, my God. Did you watch that, Lizzie? I got two episodes in and was like, I do not care. Boy, you, you I finished I cannot it, do another zombie yeah, movie. Yeah, of course. It was, but it's, it was a zombie thing, but it was, it's a little different. It's, it, it was, it was some real character studies within a zombie world, you know. It, it Watch was, Station Eleven. Oh, I don't even know what that is. See? It's a good, that's a good show as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Station Eleven. I, I mean, if it was anything like The Last of Us, I'll watch it. I mean, it's, it's not a zombie show, but. It's not zombies. It's, it's post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Uh, okay. And it's character study. 
Like, yeah, very much. Yeah. Yeah, I do like character stuff. And like the like, in, inter- interconnected stories. I feel like that's, he just came for me for no reason, but that's fine. I watch it. Station. <laughs> I'm not coming for you. You like zombies. I'm. I'm just kind of. I'm not, not even my like thing. a zombie dude like that. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Not, I'm like, not saying you. I'm not calling you a zombie dude. I'm just kind of burnt out on zombies. I do like dystopian future and post-apocalyptic, but like. You burnt out. Zombie. How you get burnt out on zombies? Watching Walking Dead. I don't watch that. So how you get burnt out on zombies? I'm gonna rewatched um, World War Z and the girl with all the gifts, which that's my favorite. The girl with all the gifts. So two I mean, zombie I, movies got you saturated? No. Then there's the one with Martin Freeman where like he's got the aboriginal kid and he's turned into a zombie. Then there's um all the of the dead movies other than Night of the Living Dead. Mm. And then there's Last of Us. And mm. then there's 28 Days Later. And mm. then... <laughs> It's 28 okay. months later. <laughs> so we're talking about over the span of 20 years. You got time. I'm just burnt out on zombie movies. Like, tell a different story. I got you. But you're good with Marvel, though. I got you. All right. <laughs> I, I'm, in, I'm in here now. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> and when they reboot Harry Potter, I'm watching all that shit. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, niggas, niggas is going to be tired of what they're going to be tired of. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's my prerogative. You never yeah, even true. started the things. So it's fine. Started what things? The, the the other things, the fantasy things, the fandom things. Well, I start them shits. I just don't finish. Uh, par for the course. I watched Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, I did enjoy Jonathan Majors in that too. But someone pointed out, and I think it's true. Like Jonathan Majors has all these weapons. There is no reason that Ant Man should be kicking his ass. Like, yo, it's starting. To, it's starting to um. It's starting to manifest the shit that I was saying about Jonathan Majors when we were watching Lovecraft Country. I was like, he got old face. Now he's starting to dress like civil rights. <laughs> like him, dressing like a civil rights character. I'm like, see, niggas is catching up to it now. I, I, I was uh, reading about like the 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 case his uh, lawyer is presenting um, mm-hmm. at his arraignment or whatever. So, um, it seems it to be some really, video footage to cooperate. I, we'll see, but I, I'm not. I'm not saying one way or the other. Um, or not at least not on this microphone. I'm not anyway. Right. But what was funny was they was like he had on a rumpled brown suit. Was <laughs> 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 weak because he did have on a rumpled brown suit. Was, I was like, why y'all had to point that out? Y'all didn't say what nobody else had on. Y'all just uh, y'all didn't talk about making Good's whack ass wig she had on yeah. or none of that. You <laughs> talk about his rumpled brown suit. They, they got a lot of choice words for making good boy. We'll talk about it off mic because I can't. Wait. I want to trap you. I want to hear what you said. I want to hear no. what you got to say about it. <laughs> I don't say nothing. She was there. I did not like her wig. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> all right, her wig probably it? cost more than anything I have one right now. That's yeah, I think that's going to do it. That's it, Martin. There's nothing else you want to talk about. Um, nah. I mean, if if you're still talking about things you listen to, I just listened to uh, a three body problem and um. The Dark Forest by Sijin Liu. Uh, is that audio book? Yeah, there's audio books. I mean, they're making it into a Netflix series. Uh, mm. Benioff and Weiss, the guys who did Game of Thrones, like they're making that into a Netflix series that comes out next year. I just want to say it's it's a good book series, but it's very hard sci-fi. Got it. Well, I do want to mention some things that hopefully we'll get back to, because if I say it here, maybe I can hold y'all asses to it. But Oppenheimer is coming and They Clone Tyrone is coming. And I would oh, like yeah. to talk about I, it. I want to watch They Clone Tyrone. It's probably it's on Netflix. Movie, so you might not like it. 
Are you choosing Oppenheimer over Barbie? I'm not going to fucking see Barbie. I watch that shit when it comes on TV. I mean, like, oh, it yeah. look cute, but, like, it's Barbie. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, yep. Um, yeah, I want to see the clone Tyrone and Oppenheimer. So I'm I'm down for both. Um oh, I'm, this is I know this is just like random news, but I, I, I think I heard today or yesterday that who's the guy that does is his name Ryan Murphy that has all them shows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, American horror stories and stuff. Yeah, like that. so he's leaving Netflix and he has a deal at Disney now. And I'm like, how is this gonna work? <laughs> like he had a di- he had a deal at Disney before he was at Fox. Oh yeah, I guess that is Disney. Yeah, well they they, they want him back specifically Disney. So I'm like, I mean, y'all know he does murder content. Like, how's this going? I can't work? name any, any of his Netflix shows though. Like, I'm sure he did the one about the nurse. He did Ratchet. Dahmer, and then he did Nurse Ratchet. Oh, he did Dahmer. Yeah, oh, okay. he did yeah. Dahmer. Yeah. And didn't he do the Unabombers? I mean, not the uh, not the Unabomber no. story, but the um, uh, um, what's the one about the Boston, the American Manhunt? Wasn't that him? I have no idea. The Boston Marathon bombing? Hold on, I'm clicking on it now. I thought that was Ryan Murphy, but I could be wrong. Uh, oh, I'm, sh- I'm strutting through it now. Well, happy pride to him. Oh, he's he's LGBTQ? IA? <laughs> S plus? No, nah, I'm just being serious. He's, he's one of the alphabet boys. Um, When did they add the, the last, after the IA? When did they, isn't like There's S2 something after plus. IA? Yeah. I, I think it's like, just plus, yeah. right? It's no, it's it's more than a plus. It's like, hold on, because I just I don't want, look. It's pride. Let's not do that to them. Let's hold on, but, yeah. but no, but I do want to. <laughs> is LGBTQIA two S plus now? Two like, S plus. Two S plus. Uh huh. So I was like, happy oh, shit. pride. I didn't know that they added more, but that's you know is what it is, and I'm still trying to figure out if Ryan Murphy oh, was behind this. Wow, wow, that's probably wrong. Speaking of pride, you know, Dwayne Perkins is doing Clue. Sweet. Dwayne. Who's Dwayne? He did this. Happy Pride to him too for the black. Yeah. For sure. Who's Dwayne Perkins? Uh, He wrote the black in it. Oh, okay. He's in the he's he plays um I forgot the character's name. The gay one. Yeah, he's the best friend of uh yeah, the gay best friend. Of the of the girl from that replaced Tiana Paris is Coco and Dear White People. I don't Mm. know her name. Yeah. Antoinette something is her name. I lied. We are rambling, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> just so I could put a bow on this, Ryan Murphy was not part of the uh, American Manhunt Boston Marathon bombing show. Sorry. He, well, since he's been there, he did The Watcher, which I watched. He did um, Dahmer. He did Mr. Harrigan's Phone. Ratchet. I don't know what Ratchet and Feud. Ratchet's getting a new season. That's interesting. Um, but yeah. Nice. Well, maybe there's a Netflix Disney merger coming here soon that we don't know about. It's always possible. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. I mean, Netflix is hemorrhaging money. So. Am I doing more yeah. better face acting than Halle Bailey over here? <laughs> Bet, man. Well, I guess that's going to do it for this episode of the Q Kind of Movie Critics. Uh, good to be back with y'all. You know, I'm pretty sure, sure. that uh, y'all y'all been holding it down, man. I've been listening to you know the episodes without me, and I enjoy them. So, like I said, y'all y'all made me watch Swarm. So, kudos to y'all. The product is the product is good. <laughs> uh, support to all good. the writers out there fighting. Just want to say that. 
You just want to say what? He uh, said happy pride to, the, to the writers. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> support to the writers. Yeah, the writers' strike is going on. Still. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mucho support, man. Don't let AI take our jobs, bro. Right. Stop mm-hmm. using self-checkout at the store. Anyway. Yeah, that's a fact. Stop using uh, stop using Uber, too, while you're at it. Okay, anyway, so <laughs> where can they find us on social? I don't even know. That's your job. It's my job now. Yeah, I guess we're on Instagram and Facebook at Kind of Movie Critics. And you can find oh, us on Twitter at I'm Kind of Movie Critics. Conf- I'm getting you confused with Grams of Snow. That was that Six's job with Grams of Snow. You definitely say it, not me, but yeah. that's the first it? time I've been able to get it out with a straight face. Twitter, Kind of Movie Critics. Mm-hmm. Instagram, Facebook, Kind of Movie Critics. Yep, you're right. Yep. And uh, remember, we call ourselves kind of movie critics because we kind of are. We're kind of not just a bunch of people who like to watch movies. This has been an On Ear Network production.